Welcome to Real Faith Real Talks, where release is paint and powder is bat. Yeah, that makes sense. We are your hosts. I am Sammy. We have Kevin from the back seat. Hey, how are you? We have Los. Yo. We have Ika. Hello. And today we are talking about seasons and cycles. Ooh. I wanted to ask you guys first, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great. I feel like we should we should we give a little explanation as to why Kevin is backseat Kevin? No, we just gonna leave it a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> so um I guess before we should get started, we wanna we wanna let you guys know that we are um in the progress in progress? In process. In process, yeah, that word too. In process of um trying to create a uh, Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Um what is Patreon? You know, it's it's like a a membership thing where you know for our listeners to get more from our podcast. You know, um, eventually we're probably gonna end up putting merch there. But right now, what we want to do is we want to split both episodes, like have uh have a raw extended version on there, and then um a clean. You know, obviously we're not when I say clean is not gonna be like we're saying bad words in the raw version. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, more, you know, <laughs> clean, straight to the point uh, episode in, you know, our regular. Um, yeah. You know, we'll probably talk a little bit more about stuff like what is Kevin in the backseat? Yeah. Means, yeah. Exactly. You know, talk about jokes. things like, you know, poke jokes at Ika a lot. Things like that. Or maybe not. You know. Or maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's get the conversation started with our first question, which is what are seasons? Uh, seasons, uh, biblically, when we look at him, is more of a designated time period of something that's occurring. So if I could give an example, it will be more like you have a designated season for you to work at a specific job. Um, there's only going to be a, temp- a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. It could also mean if we're going to look in the Bible, it's more of like a season in time where something is going to happen or whether, whether it's good or bad. There was a season when... Um, God spoke to Pharaoh um, and said there was going to be seven years of famine. Well, seven years right. of provision and then seven years of famine right after that. And Joseph was able to interpret this right. through the dreams. I, I think that's a, that's a really good example of the season. Mm. Yeah. A, a, a good, this is a good example because uh, there are seasons that um, are maybe better than others like right. some seasons feel good and some seasons feel bad yeah right. yeah um but just because they feel bad i think it's important to point out that that that's not to me necessarily that they are bad right, right. Yeah. there are seasons where we call like desert seasons where yeah they it's kind of like we really have to struggle and striving you know uh, with whatever it is that we're in if it's like school you know we're struggling to keep up with our assignments or if it's like it's just in life in general for like it's a desert season. It's like all right, there's not enough money coming in, but I'm gonna kill it, believing, keep believing in God, for His provision. And yeah. I think those are the best seasons because those are the seasons that you end up finding out who you really are in God. Yeah, and you who know. you really are as a person in right. general. You yeah. right. You know, you your faith starts growing a lot more in, in that type of season. Mm. Or is that the season where you find out who you really are, or the seasons where you have all that you need? The season, the seasons where you find out who you really mm, are. I yeah. think both expose a lot of things. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Because desperation can make you reveal a part of yourself that you didn't know was there. Right. And yet, abundance and you know, fruitfulness can also release a side of you that you didn't know was there. Right. Yeah. 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 That's true. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. 
Yeah, and you know, to transition, I feel like deserts are a good way to also explain what cycles are. Yeah. You know, so what do you guys, how would you define a cycle? So to me, a cycle is more of a repetitive situation. Whether it's a repetitive situation that appears around the same time that it did before, or something that happened to someone else in your family, and then it happens again with you. And the Bibles are very clear on these cycles, uh, whether it's generational or if it's based on the people themselves. Right. Mm. I think cycles um, is something that you put yourself in, where a season is something that God puts you in. You know what I mean? Interesting. Um, season that God puts you in? What do you mean by that? Like, God, God will put you through different seasons in your life, you know, to to help you in, in to help you sh- to help shape you into the person that you need to be in a ministry, in a certain situation, whether you're going to school or not, to help you learn certain okay. things, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in a cycle, like if you are doing something that you're not supposed to do, you're gonna end up being in that repetitive state until you end up learning from your mistakes and then pushing your way out of that. It's like Groundhog's Day? I guess so, yeah. It's only the same day over and over? Yeah. There's a lot of movies like that, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 start over and over again until you get it right. Until you get it right. Yeah. 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 And if Sammy could share what you were, what you were talking about, um, cycles in terms of grace. Right. So I feel like a, a lot of connotations, I, so I feel like a lot of connotations that we have with cycles is that they're negative. And that, you know, like Carlos was saying, it's like usually what happens, the beginning of a cycle is that we enter into a season first where God is trying to prepare us to walk in something in our purpose, something in our calling. He gave the example of ministry. And um, in that moment of preparation, we are not catching the revelation that God wants to give to us right. about whatever it may be. You know, it could be a revelation about something that's in our own heart. You know, some people are going through cycles of um, sickness because they haven't forgiven somebody. You know, and God is trying to show them that you need to forgive um, this person, you know, and, and God do, does it in his own ways. Each person's cycle or season is, is different. But there's, like Eagle was saying, I believe that there's even, there's a grace with cycles. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean that a cycle happens because, because by God's grace, he's giving you the opportunity to learn it again and again, rather than you slip away and fall out of purpose, fall out of, you know, uh, um, his plans for you. God is keeping you in almost like this limbo state where he's giving you the opportunity to learn from your mistakes and to step into the next season rather than keep repeating this cycle. Right. Yeah, and the Bible speaks about, just to go off a little bit of what you were saying, it speaks about uh, in the book of Judges, but this one actually is God saying, because of what you're doing, I'm going to put you back into it. But we mm-hmm. see that yeah. for the people of Israel, it wasn't just, you know, in their timeline. It says gen- generational. Mm-hmm. So it came this moment of them turning away from God and God saying, okay, you want to turn away from me and do evil in my eyes? Sure, go right ahead. But I'm going to put you now to be oppressed. I'm going to put you under slavery. I'm going to put you under someone else to come and take over. And then after time passed, they're like, you know what? Let's turn back to our God. And when they turn back, God comes and provides and releases that oppression from them. But then it says that a new generation arises and they forgot um, the right, their yeah. God, and then they go back into, they go to back that into cycle. cycle. Right. Or no, or even when they were 
you know, leaving Egypt and they spent the 40 years in the desert. Right. Yeah. You know, th the first time when they started worshiping other gods, God could have been like, oh, no, forget about it. You guys failed the test. Yeah. You know, like first night in, first weekend or whatever, you guys failed the test. So yeah. send you back to Egypt or I'll send them, the Egyptians back to enslave all of you. And instead what he did is that he kept them 40 years until, you know, um, Joshua was able to rise up after right. Moses and lead them into the promised land. Right. You see, and that's the interesting part is that, it, yes, it, it was 40 years, but it should have taken them only 11 days. Right. But the problem is not really that. The problem is that if we look at the situation with Israel, 40 years wandering the desert, they never learned what God wanted them to learn. Because the Bible says that the generation that left Egypt did not enter the promised land. Mm. The only ones right. that entered the mm. promised land was Joshua and Caleb and then the and the new generation that came from them. Yeah. Mm. But the old generation, including Moses, was not able to enter the promised land. Mm. Obviously, Moses was a specific case that we won't talk about now. But we see that... Um, that because of that, like, it wasn't only for them to learn. It's that sometimes when we're in cycles, we don't learn what we need to learn. Mm. And that's where we get lost. Mm, wait, we don't it, get to our purpose. Can you go deeper into that? When we're in cycles, sometimes we don't learn what we need to learn. So God will take us out of the cycles and put us into a season? Well, not that he'll put, it in, put us into a season. So there are moments that we could be in a cycle. And like what Sammy was, was saying, it's for us to learn. But for us to learn to get to the next level of what he wants us to do or a promotion, and this is not to say, hey, you, you're going to get rich. No, no, no. I'm talking about where God wants to take you, get closer to him. If that doesn't happen, we're going to continue wandering. We're never going to reach where God wants us to, to go. So if God says, I have a calling and a purpose for you, and I want to take you from A to Z, but somewhere around the line, let's say around H, we start getting into a cycle and we never learn how to get to the next phase of, of our growth. We're going to get stuck there and never be able to enter into what, what God wants us to enter in, into. Right. So what I'm hearing you say, too, is that cycles can stop us from getting into our callings. Yes. A lot of times, because people die all the time without fulfilling their calling and their yes. purpose. And a lot of times the reason could be that they fell into cycles. Correct. Right. Yes. Right. And it, it, one thing that I love about that uh, story with, once they got out of Egypt, is the fact that even despite them being in a cycle, God was still with them. Yes. Yeah. And it shows a lot. It shows that despite whatever you're going through, despite whatever cycle you're you're in, where you feel like you you can't get out of it, God is still there mm -hmm. with you during that cycle. Yes. Because yeah. he he gave them what he gave them manna. He gave them yep. a lot of things. Yep. You know during that cycle, so it it just confirms what um, Simon was saying about like his mercy. Mm. you know, his grace and everything during that cycle. The the thing is that, is that many people believe that a cycle or season, whether it's is good or bad, let's focus on, on, on the bad one because everybody loves seasons that are wonderful, that everything is peachy. But when things become, you know, a little hectic, things become a little bit, you know, it's it gets into a dry season, you start to panic, you start to worry, you start to get anxious. But like what Carlos is saying, in the desert, in that cycle of dryness, God's provision is there. His presence is there. Yeah. So when we see that the nation of Israel was wandering the desert, yet they still didn't, they didn't, they didn't have any needs, because if they wanted um, water, they got water. They if they wanted food, God gave them food. Gave them food from heaven, manna. Right. When they were complaining, like, hey, back then we had onions. Over there in Egypt, we 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 had a lot of meat. And God said, okay, you, you guys want meat. Let me give you meat then. 
right? So he gave them everything that they needed. <laughs> and it says that during those 40 years, their clothes didn't get worn off. Their sandals, the leather didn't get worn off. Mm. There was this provision, mm. a supernatural Man, I, I provision. Where they got that from. Ooh, Let me, from know, heaven. <laughs> I wanted to say two things with what you're saying, Kevin, but the first thing, you know, because there's a huge misconception. People think that because they're in a cycle, in a desert season, or in a, in a part of their life where they don't see production or fruit mm-hmm. or, you know, like mm-hmm. blessings, that God has left them, mm-hmm. that, the, that the hand of God is lifted off of them, and mm-hmm. God's not with me, he's ignoring me and stuff. And that's not the case. Correct. You know, a lot of times is that we're God, we don't allow God to intervene and bless us in the way that he wants us to, mm-hmm. like he did with, um, with, with the people of Israel. Because yeah. what I was able to understand from when I read that scripture at the time is that God was so desperate to bless them so soon that when they asked for something and he found like a legal way to do it, he gave it to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like you guys, like you're not getting it, but I'm still, you know, sneaking a little extra credit if that makes sense, you know, like on the side, like, you know, like don't tell mom I'm giving you candy because you're in trouble <laughs> kind of like thing. <laughs> yeah. And. No, and the second thing I wanted to say, oh, when I was in my, you know, we, we can talk about our own personal seasons and cycles that we went through and how we went through them briefly, because I know, you know, it's it's a long story, I'm sure. But in my experience, when I went through my si- my my desert season and like what, what really did feel like a cycle, one of the prayers that the Holy Spirit put in me to pray all the time was because I felt like the people of Israel. I felt like God took me out of Egypt, out of the world, and I was walking into this promised land, which I saw as like my calling, walking into the person I was meant to be. And there was this transition period that felt like a desert where I didn't know, like I was figuring out who is God, who am I, what am I, t- what am I doing, you know, how do I, what do, how do I do it, and th- those kinds of things. A prayer that always resonated with me was, Lord, preserve me like you preserved the Israelites. Yes. That my sandals and my clothes, let them not w- wore off. You know, like, let there be constant daily manna to provide for me. Let there be a strength that is supernatural. Because a lot of times we try to go through the cycle in the desert with our own strength. Yeah. And we try, yeah. to, we, try, we try to provide for ourselves when God is saying, I'm here to provide for you, but I just need you to walk it through and learn the lesson. Yeah. And it's true. I'm sorry. It's true because a lot of times when we're in, a, in cycles, we forget who God is. And we end up making our own idols. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. We end up looking for other things. We end up replacing God with people, with a relationship with something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. TV or something that satisfies us at that moment. I think that's a really good point. And yes. It kind of goes into what I wanted to bring up with you guys, which is that um, not only does God allow us to be in cycles, but I know that the devil has a lot to do with keeping people in cycles. Yes. And to, to go to Carlos's point, I know that one of the ways that he does that is that he gives us an idol. He gives us, I, I usually call them a source. Like, he gives us a source. Mm-hmm. Because that's what sin is, right? Sin is like, I'm not going to God anymore. That's my source. I'm going to whatever, X, Y, Z, drugs, porn, whatever, whatever satisfying it is. Me at satisfying the as a source for my joy, for my rest. And so I think that's one of the bigger ways that God, um, not that God, sorry, that the devil uh, keeps us in cycles. You know, like, I can testify that in my own cycles, the thing that, not in my own cycles, in my own seasons, the things that I've recognized the devil tries to do the most to make it into cycles is that he brings things from my past that used to be sources for me mm-hmm. to try to make me trip up over them now. Yeah. And in doing that, he makes me feel like I'm starting from way back where I was mm. the first time I fell into those sins, that I'm not where I am now yeah. in, in my, my maturity in the spirit, in my walk with Christ, in my relationship with Jesus. And I know that, uh, I think we talked about this in an earlier episode in Sin and Temptation, 
that that's one of the bigger ways that the devil can make us feel like we're separate from God, that God has left us and that we're disappointing him because we're standing back at A when really we're standing at H already, like Kevin was saying, that the devil is sending us temptations from the outside like we're at A. That's and the truth is, is that we're really in H. That we're not in a cycle. We're in a new season. That's but the devil's hitting stuff with uh, hitting us with stuff that's from A. So we believe that we're A. So yeah. that we identify as A. And so we will act like we're A. But we're already H. Yeah. The way I see seasons and cycles is that I see them as a training ground. They're training us. They're training us because if we cannot get it, or we we don't learn when we need to learn it when we we are when we get to the place where God wants us to be we're not prepared to do the things that we need to do so if we haven't let's say in somebody who's very prideful right if the person hasn't worked with that pride and submitted it and allowed God to come in and take over and they don't enter a cycle, they enter a training that they need to, you know, overcome this emotion or overcome this, this, uh, it, it is a sin, so a yeah. sin. Um, then when you get to your destination, let's say you become, I don't know, a CEO of a company. Let's let's go with that. Mm-hmm. And you start acting so prideful that people are like, really, this is a Christian? Mm-hmm. Like, you now start to give a bad testimony of who you are and of what God has yeah. done in your life. Yeah, and I also want to bring up the point that, you know, I, I'm a big believer that God never allows anything to happen to you that he doesn't, he hasn't already prepared to help you get through. Yeah. You know, that he hasn't already equipped you with the resources Correct. for you to get through it. Because look at what happened with Jesus when he went to his own desert. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Lord sent, the Holy Spirit placed him there yep. knowing that he was fully equipped to resist the temptations of the mm-hmm. enemy. But, like you were saying, if someone doesn't go through that, and let's say the devil tempts them with, you know, giving them all the riches of the world, giving them, yeah. you know, whatever they wanted, yeah. because of the pride, once they're in the position, they're going to take it. Because yeah. they don't understand the cost of what it, where it is that God has placed them, like, the, 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 imp- the importance of why they're there. Right. So, you know, like, even... So what I'm trying to say is that if you find if you think that you are in a cycle or if you think you're in a season that's less fruitful or less blessed than what you expect it to be, it's like pat yourself in the back because that shows that you have been equipped to go to the next mm, level. Right. That's interesting, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's like you're about to take a test, right? Like a lot of a lot of people right now listening may have they are in school right now, you know, you probably went through midterms. And, you know, you're going to have a quiz next week. And they're like, okay, let, let us quiz you on topic A. And you flunk it. Okay, cool. So next week we're going to discuss this topic again. And they're like, okay, let's quiz you again. You get a better grade now, but you still haven't gotten to the level you need to get to. Yeah. You're going to continue being in that test until you're able to overcome yeah. it right, and learn from it. An eighth grade student is not going to take a college level test, Correct. an exam. Exactly. You know what I'm yes. saying? You take an eighth grade because you're capable of passing the exam. You just Correct. need to do like in the conversation we were having before we started recording, yeah. need to study. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need to do your own due diligence yep. to get S-word. through <laughs> to get through that season or to get through that process. Yeah. But you know, it's our lack of what's the word? Um motivation? No. no. Our lack of due diligence. Like I don't know how, I don't know how else to say it. Our lack of just being like doing what we need to do and staying focused mm-hmm. and aligned and communicated yeah. with the Lord. That doesn't mm-hmm. allow us to pass these exams that were created for us to pass already. I wanted to ask you guys, um, how do we know we're in a cycle? Like, yeah, at what point do question. we realize? Yeah. Or do you not realize? I mean, 
that happens. No, I think you know it ties back to the definition. A cycle is when you see repeat when you see events repeating itself, situations repeating itself. You find yourself falling into the same place, the same relationship, the same circumstances. It could be financial, it could be in your family, it could be in, within friends, the same amount of same type of friends. You know, you never make it past this level in your life of, of success. Like when you see that blockage, like I can't get past this that is when you know you're in a cycle, when things yeah. keep happening. Especially when you take God out of your situation and you start walking in in your own will. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we all have, you know, our own we will. Have yeah, we all have free will, but in your own desire, in your own, like the moment you take God out of everything, anything that you're doing and you start walking in, uh, I don't know how to explain it. You're walking in what you desire, your yeah, own volition, exactly. rather you know, than obeying And it's a repetitive God. state over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cycle. I want to give a testimony about, like, so for example, for me, there was a cycle where I felt like God was asking me to give an offering. An offering is like a, a certain amount of, it could be money. In this case, it was money to the church. Mm. And so for me, it was a financial cycle. Because it would be like I would get the exact amount of money that it was that I needed to give to the ministry and only that amount of money. And I wouldn't get a penny more. But God was testing my faith to see if I would be willing to give it to him mm. and, prov- and and believe that he was going to provide for me what I didn't have. Mm. So I, it happened a, a number of different times. I don't remember how many times exactly. But I didn't catch it immediately. You know, I caught it like uh, like a few weeks in where it was like, you know, again, oh, man, I only have enough money to either give this away or pay some of what I need to pay. Mm-hmm. And I would opt into paying some of what I needed to pay and work my way into getting the rest of the funds to pay off the bills. But mm-hmm. when I decided I'm going to give the offering, it was literally, I don't even, I think it was like less than a week later. Like, so throughout that week, there was like little provisions coming in of like, okay, I need to take the train. Where's the money coming from? Oh, I found $5 mm-hmm. in, my, in, my, in my drawer. I found, you know, stuff like that. But then out of nowhere, I got a deposit in my bank account for $800 from a, from a, I think we talked about this, like I get refunds for my financial aid. I was not expecting that money to come in at all. And that was more than the money that I felt like I needed to give to the church. That was enough money to, to live off of that to pay off the extra stuff that I needed to pay off and to buy what I wanted. But had I, I believe, had I not given the money that, that I felt God was asking me to give, I wouldn't have received the blessing that he wanted to give to me. Yeah, you know, and that leads me to the next question I wanted to ask is how do you come out of a cycle? Mm-hmm. You know, because what you did was an act of obedience and that allowed God to come in and bless you so you could stop getting that repetition of this amount and then always a need, this amount and then always a need. Mm-hmm. Were you asking him specifically? No, I was asking the group. Oh, I wanted to uh, continue off of what Sammy was saying a little bit. Because I wanted to specify a little bit more on, on the cycle part before we go to your yeah, question. Yeah, Is yeah, that okay? go for it. So, no, it's not okay, Kevin. Oh, boy. <laughs> so one of the things that, um, that identify a cycle is I like to look at what happened a year ago and if I'm in the same place or I'm not in the same place. Yeah. Why? Because... There was a time, and I'll share my testimony in a few, because if we look at, a, let's say, a year ago from now, let's say April 1st, and we see ourselves you know, in the same struggle financially, we see ourselves in the, in the same mindset that we can't break and we're, we're 
chasing after sin or we're chasing after things or there's an emotional state in our life that we're like, why am I getting depressed? Why am I feeling this way? And now we're back, you know, a year later and it's the same thing around the same time. Mm-hmm. I, ident- I identified those and like those are cycles. Now, one of the things that I identified last year as a cycle was actually around my birthday. Because I was like, why is it that it's always around my birthday? I remember that. There's always, you know, issues. There's always, you know, issues with my family. There's always fights. There's always arguments. There's always this moment of like, oh, boy, my birthday is coming around. And I didn't notice that it was a cycle until I was like, wait a minute, it's happening again. And it will only happen during my week of of my birthday. And I'm not the type of person that likes to celebrate birthdays. I don't. Like, I could care less if I turn, you know, 20, 25. Stop counting after 30. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no. So once the new year comes in, I already say, okay, it's 2022. I am so-so. You know, I'm this age. I don't have to wait until my month and my day to say, it's my birthday. No, I'm I'm already that age. It's a a new year. Um, But... I realized that this this was happening and I started to pray now. So instead of this allowing to get myself emotional and think about like, why is it that this is happening? Why is it these fights going on and stuff like that? And it's it's not really big fights, just arguments. But I'm like, it's getting me a certain way though. And because it's it's making me feel a certain way, I'm like, I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel like, you know things are just going backwards instead of going forward. Mm -hmm. So I had to identify this cycle. I had to pray and ask God to show me what caused it to happen. Uh, I also wanted to say that sometimes cycles aren't just like everything is going bad. I think monotony is another cycle that people get stuck into. And I feel like that's actually a much more common cycle. I think that our pastor says often is that, you know, if you're, if you feel like your life is a lot of the same thing over and over, you have to wake up to switch things around because the kingdom of God doesn't move in repetitions and monotony. It's constantly developing and pushing forward. And so to someone who is, um, trying to recognize, am I a cycle? And it's like, well, I don't feel like I'm in a financial cycle. I don't feel like this. Maybe the truth is, is that you're not, um, letting God move you. And so what's really happening is that you've allowed yourself to be comfortable in a place That's where your life is, you know, is fine. Your family's fine. You know, I don't know how many times I've, I, there are people I prayed for. They're like, no, everything's fine. It's all good. You know, everything's great. I got this and I got that and the other. But the truth is, is that just because you have, it does not mean that you're in God's will. Us to you, this week's Bible verse is Jeremiah 29, 11. And it goes like this. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and the future. So I, I wanted to get back to Ika's question. It's like, so how do we break out of these cycles? Mm. I think, um, like I was saying earlier, you, you started already talking a little bit about it, which is, you know, and and our pastor says it all the time, too. In order for you to break out of a cycle, there's a level of obedience. You know, like, there's a lesson that needs, that you need to learn. There's a change that needs to happen with what you were saying to a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, um, for you to be able to take the next step. Like, cycles are like you're, you're standing still or you're walking in circles, and what God's asking you to do to come out of the cycle is take the step forward, you know. I think yeah. that to break a cycle, you need to pray fast, ask Holy Spirit for revelation on what happened. Is it disobedience? Is this sin? Is it rebellion? 
what's what caused that delay? What caused that cycle to establish itself? Is it a, an what emotion? What started it? Correct. Right, exactly. Because if you don't address the root, the issue, yeah. you never you're only addressing the symptoms, you're not addressing the disease. Mm, mm-hmm. So by asking Holy Spirit, because remember, you could probably go to therapists, you could probably do all these things, but Holy Spirit has has the answers to everything. And then just praying and God will speak. God, God will speak to his people. And I think once we identify what's going on and we work on, on those things, we'll, those cycles will be broken. In the case of Israel, let's say using the example of the book of Judges, when they broke a cycle was because they turned back to God and they repented of their sins. And God came and restored them and provided for them. And obviously it became a cycle because it kept going back and forth and into it. Yeah, I was wondering for you to go a little deeper on that. If you can share, if anybody in the group can share, like a moment, like what did you do specifically for God to reveal to you that you are in a cycle? Like how did you know and what did what did you do? Okay, so this one is more, I say more personal and it has to do with my testimony. Patron. Patron. <laughs> so... Um, a cycle that I noticed in my life had to do with my calling and purpose. And the reason why is because I kept running away from my purpose. I kept rejecting what God called me to do and to be. And one of the things that I noticed is that when each time everything got tough, I said, you know what? I throw in the towel. I'm done. I can't anymore. It's just getting too complicated, too overwhelming it's like instead of seeing good things, I just see the worst things possible happening. And it just, uh, it discouraged me a lot. And through that, I saw a lot of pain, a lot of backstabbing, a lot of, a lot of a lot. <laughs> and this caused me to go into a cycle because then I started to bargain with God. And I started putting in, uh, God, I will only do your calling and what you're calling Father, me to do. I came to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In my poker chip. <laughs> But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like, God, you give me this, I'll do that. No, it, w- it wasn't that. It was more like, God, I won't do this until this happens or until I see a sign from you How did or that go I for hear you? of you. Huh? How did that go for you? Oh, horrible, horrible. Struck by lightning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you imagine? The cycle that I went to was, was that. <laughs> the cycle... <laughs> the cycle that I got into was not... Not allowing God to fulfill his calling in my life, knowing that he was preparing me for it, knowing that he put me in these places for a reason to learn something. I didn't want to learn what I needed to learn to the point that I realized, I was like, wait a minute. All God has asked me to do is just to be obedient, to follow him and to get to be more intimate with him. And I'm over here trying to do things my way put things, structure it, and say, like, I want to do this. Yes, Ika. How did you know God was asking you for those things? So why do I know that God was asking me for these things? Um, a lot of prayer, a lot of word that the Lord spoke to me through a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like I could say, no, it was a false prophet. No, because a person who didn't know me will speak specifically about that. And I'm like, okay. And I would, there's, a, there's, there's a video the person is telling me that I'm running away from ministry and calling. And he says, and, you know, you've been called to be a pastor. And all you see me do is just laugh. And many people will be like, this kid is laughing. No, I'm laughing because he doesn't know me and he's telling me exactly what I've been doing. Mm. 
right? So I'm just laughing there. And and I'm like, yes, I've been trying to run away from this for a long time. And even then, that was like two years ago, probably. Maybe to like seven, eight months ago, I was still running away from it. So that was my cycle. And I could even say now that there are moments specifically maybe two months ago to a month ago, I was still trying to bargain with God. And I'm like, Lord, you know, that petition is still there and this is still there. Can you just align it? That way I could do that. And the Lord was saying, no, that's disobedience. And I remember it was the beginning of February. God was telling me, well, you're trying to do this your way. I'm telling you to do this this way. And he reminded me of a word he gave me maybe six months ago, where he told me partial, I think I read it or something, but it just spoke to, to my heart. Partial obedience is still disobedience, is 100% disobedience. Mm. And I realized then, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's it's been, it's been me trying to do things my way. And I said, Lord, I just surrender. I let your will be done. Lord, I give you my Amen. I start singing, guys. A question I kind of wanted to go because we were talking about that's a great that's actually a great testament. I don't want to dismiss that by starting. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you. <laughs> but we started talking about we got into cycles. But I wanted to ask the question about seasons. Like, how do you know Ooh. you're moving into a new season? Dun, 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 dun. Well, you know, it's like how do you know you're in a desert versus how you know you're in paradise? It's gonna be obvious, I think. Well, a season doesn't is not you always paradise. Think, or would you, you think? Would think? Because it's not necessarily paradise or desert. Like there are seasons right. where God yeah. is just transitioning. Yeah. Like trying to move to a new job, trying to move out of your house, trying to, you know, it's like there's little things. Like I gotta get a new pet because this is a new season. I don't know. Patron. <laughs> you imagine that? <laughs> well, this pet is old. Come to get a new one. <laughs> No, so how do you know? Like, I can give an example of how I knew I was transitioning into a new season. There was a time in my life where I had left college. I was on a break of two years, thinking that I was pursuing God's calling when I literally walked in disobedience because I was going off of my own understanding and prophecy and whatnot. But um, I I lasted two years without working, and I needed money. I needed, you know, like I'm already at the age where I need to get my own things. I don't want to be like, Mommy, can I get that? Can I get this? Which isn't wrong because your parents are there to help provide for you still. You're, you're their kid, you know? But the thing is that I was like in constant need all the time. And my mom was also laid off of work, so she was also in need. And it was just like I need to do something to change where I'm at right now. You know, so I started applying for jobs. And when I started applying for jobs, it came to a point where everything I applied to, I got accepted into. And it was even that issue. It was even that issue at one point where I was I had to choose between between the two jobs I had applied for. Once I started working, I started getting my own income, then I started paying my own phone bill. Then I started to help my mom a bit. Then I started getting my own clothes and providing for myself. That was a new season of my life now where before I didn't have finances and I was managing the finances that God was giving me. Yeah. Yeah, so basically it's like we're one there's there's an introduction of something new. You know, it doesn't matter how slight it is. It's right. different. When it's different, you're, it's, there are signs that you're in a new season. Right. Because so it doesn't feel repetitive. It doesn't feel it's, repetitive. It's right. fresh, um, like a new word, you know, a new calling, a n- something new that God wants to transition you into. Um, I, th- I think that's uh, a perfect example because each, let's say, for example, um, the seasons from the year, you know, 
Um, obviously, each season looks different. You know, winter, we're going to have snow. You know, spring, we're going to have flowers. Maybe. Maybe. Spring, we're maybe going to have flowers. Well, we have fl- some flowers in spring. Not much snow. Yeah. Sometimes we don't see snow for a right. long time. <laughs> um, so it's still something new each season, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas in, um, let's say, um, in any example, uh, let's say, for example, with me, right? This is for me. This is a season for me to be more rooted in in God when it comes to uh, music. Mm-hmm. You know, learning more about music. You know, transitioning into um, like the piano and and learning more. You know, of like worship and everything else. You know, that's the season that I feel like I'm in now, um, and it's something completely new for me because I've never experienced this. Now, if like let's say five years down the line, I still don't know anything about music, I'm in a cycle. Because it's just a constant repetition over and over. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to share uh, my test, a little bit of my testimony too because I feel like those those are good examples of uh, moving into different seasons. But I think the biggest what lesson I learned about switching seasons is not when things change externally, but internally. Mm-hmm. In that um, there was a season in my life where it was time for me to move from the ministry that I was in to the one that I'm in now. And there were so many signs within me, like in my own heart, my own spirit, that it was time to go, that I wasn't catching because my heart and my own thoughts were getting in the way of it. You know, like I, I didn't, I didn't want to believe that I was, that was time for me to go. Right. And so I thought this is just a lie of the devil, man. I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I'm not. Yeah. I, I belong here. And the truth is, is that God was already preparing my heart to go. And what ended up happening was that, Things are getting sour and worse, not just in me, but outside too. Like, like my relationship with my pastors weren't wasn't going as smoothly. You know, things getting things done for the ministry. You know, because I was a part of the ministry where, you know, I was helping the pastor often. And I, I want to touch on something really quick because um, there's a difference between between you being in sin and hating your pastor, and you not being in sin and hating your pastor. Yeah. Well, not hate per se, but you know, having that feeling where you don't want to some you, bitterness. Exactly, some bitterness because you're pushing yourself to still be in a place where God is already not calling you to be there anymore. I think it's more like you know you're in you you hate your pastor maybe you know you're. Well, I don't want to use the word hate. You but don't you like know, your pastors. Yes. You know, you're new to the church. You don't even know them. You don't even know why you don't like them. Like we right. spoke about in one of our um, meetings the other night, but. Then there's another thing where God is separating the relationship. Now there's distance. Right. Now there's a discomfort. There's not that familiarity and it's anymore not because that used you're to exist. Sin. Right. It's not that your sin separated you from them. It's that the grace that kept that relationship solid and fluid has now been starting to lift off of you. Right. So what used to keep you guys together, God, for an intended purpose and season, is now like slowly moving. And I think that's what Sammy is talking right, about. Right, exactly. One thing yeah. that I want to add on about seasons. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sam. No, I just wanted to finish my testimony. Yes, yeah, so you can go on. Go on, go on. Yeah. Finish, finish, finish. Sorry. Um, where was I? Your relationship with the pastors was also... Right. And so the point I was making was that um, what not just things externally begin to change, but things internally. And that um, I didn't realize the point for me to leave, uh, that I needed to leave. It was time for me to go until... Things got so bad, like got so bad to the point where I was like, okay, I was questioning everything. Like my whole life was like, is any of this 
what I need to be doing of any of this? You know, the people who are in my life, should I be pursuing any of this? And then I turned to God with like, oh, maybe this is, I should just, I, it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where um, I was praying with Ika and God told me in my heart, he told, I felt Jesus tell me that I'm fighting for what's inside of your heart. And for me, that was a lesson in that God is moving my heart in seasons too. Yeah, his he communicates to my heart when it's time to go, when it's time to move forward, and I mean take that with a grain of salt because obviously the Bible talks about that your heart above all things is the the seat. It's deceptive. Yeah, but you know, uh, God, Jesus is speaking to you through your heart too, and I think if you're somebody who is practicing humbling yourself, humbling your own ambitions and your desires, and listening and try to listen from your heart to the Lord, He is communicating to you through your heart. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you want to listen to more about emotions and how they relate to, you know, the will of God and stuff, we do have an episode called Emotions, part one and two, I think. But, um, you know, what you were saying, Sammy, is so key. And I know Kevin was going to say something also. But seasons don't all, aren't just natural changes. Like you were saying, like, in my example, I didn't have a job. Now I do have a job. I didn't have money. Now I have finances. Like, the season, there was a season of me getting my job, and there was a season when I had to... Like you, like it was time for me to leave my job. Mm. And if it was internally, because it's not that they stopped paying me that I was like, I need to find a new job. It's not that I was getting into problems with my boss that I felt like I had to, uh, it was a new job. I entered into that season of working joyful. And you will know when it's the will of God when you enter into a season where you're walking in obedience because his grace and his joy will fill you because it pleases the Father that you're walking in that obedience and, and you feel that. But when it was time for me to go, like Sammy was saying, I was feeling that disconnect. I would enter into my workplace not wanting to be there. I would be counting the hours of when I had to go. I would be, it would suck. Like I would go on break and I was like, I just want to leave here instead of having to go back onto my shift mm-hmm. to continue working. You know, and it's that thing where it's like, you, you don't want to be there. God doesn't want you to be there because he's calling you to move. Right. Yeah. Yeah, what, what I'm hearing by what you guys are saying is that seasons are also considered to be transitions. It transitions mm-hmm. you from place to place. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I wanted to add earlier with seasons is that in seasons, sometimes and in most cases, are not controlled by us. Seasons come and go. The same way as we can't control. Friends are forever. <sighs> Patron. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> seasons, the same way as we see the seasons come from winter, you know, Uh, fall, winter, spring, summer, Uh, yes, they come on their own. But can we control these seasons? We we can't. No, no. There are moments that there are seasons that God sends, and it's like it doesn't matter what you're going to do, it's going to happen. And I see that with Sammy's testimony because he was questioning, should I stay, should I go? You know, he was questioning so many things, but God was already aligning him to the season that he needed to enter and putting the right people in place for him to transition into the season that God wanted for him. That's an extension of, again, what we were talking about at the beginning, God's grace. You know, like he will equip you to enter and to exit every season that you enter and exit out of. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, God had already prepared his train his train ticket and his arrival place, you know, like for him to, to move forward. Like God will never... He, and he's just that good. He will never abandon us. And that's what we were saying. Like, if even though you're in the desert, he's right yes, there. Yeah. Definitely. 
you know, yeah. and I feel like that's still one of the biggest lies of the devil. It's like either when you get too prosperous, you're like, I did this on my own. Oh. God didn't help me. Yeah. Or you're like in, in, a, in a lot of need and you're like, God has forgotten about me. Yeah. And neither are true. Right. I wanted to ask one last question, which was uh, how do we make sure that we are stepping into the right seasons? You know, what's, how do we like, you know, keep ourselves in check? I think two things with that. What Kevin was saying earlier, praying and fasting, you know, like being in constant presence of the Holy Spirit and really, you know, don't, not going off of a whim. Like, yes, me and you, Sammy, you know, felt that feeling like it's time. Maybe it's, you know, what's going on. I feel different. But we didn't just walk out on that emotion. We prayed about it and we got confirmation on it right, to yeah. make sure that it was God. So I feel like confirmation to what you're feeling and discerning are important. And then two, you know, God places leaders in your life for a reason. People who have a higher spiritual perception than you. Leaders that God has placed in your life to help guide you. So I feel like if there's a leader that you trust, that you know hears from the Holy Spirit, you know, and is walking, a, like, you know, a walk that is that, that is walking in obedience, God will use them to help guide you and align you and confirm what he's telling you. Because He, the last thing he wants you to do is be confused. He is not a God of confusion. He's not going to tell you one thing and tell somebody else another thing right. and make you figure it out. Ika, you just said right now we had to go through the same thing, your transition, your season. Can you share a little bit of how you received that confirmation? When it, when it was time for me to leave the ministry? Mm -hmm. So Sammy and I went to the same ministry before, and now we're in the same ministry now, which is literally the hand of God. We did not plan that at all. That was not part of the plan. I, like Sammy, did not want to leave. Because like I said, like my pastors were everything to me. Mm. That ministry was everything to me. Like I felt like that was my, my ministry, like from how much I cared about it and stuff and but things got so bad and I, at that time pastora i was living with her when she opened her home to me um she was like ika i can't i can't let i can't bear to see you like this anymore like you go to service looking like you're suffering you come back suffering you cry every time you return and all these things she was like we have to do something because you know god is god wants to speak he wants to do something in the middle of this mm -hmm. and my leader, no, she wasn't my leader, but she was like a mentor at the time. She wasn't my pastor yet. And she sat down with me. She said, let's pray. And we prayed that that night, it was like a Friday night service before I got to go, that God would speak to me. He will show me his direction so that I would know that it wasn't me walking out. Because my yeah. biggest fear is always walking in disobedience. Yeah. That's like, I, like I, I want to walk in the perfect will of God. And a lot of times that leads to overthinking, but that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good topic. And um, so, you know, I did the prayer in faith. Then I walked out that day, and I, I got to service. I sat through the whole service. You know, I worshiped. I was there for God. I was like, I'm not going to look at the people. And the, my pastor at the time pulls me aside, something not planned. He's like, Ika, do you have a few minutes to have a quick conversation? I said, yeah, sure. We went to have a meeting. And in that meeting, he said, you know, I've been talking to the Holy Spirit. And last night, he told me, after asking him, what, what do I do with you? He told me to give you to who our pastor is today. Mm -hmm. He told me to give you to her for her to train you, for her to help heal you, that she'll be your pastor in this season. Mm -hmm. So that's how my transition was. I didn't walk out. God placed me out. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, so I honestly just feel that we should pray for everyone who is listening on the podcast because I, I know that there's people who are going to be listening who realizing that they're in a cycle or are thinking about what season that they are in right now so they can be as productive and as, uh, how do you, how do you, what is the word that you use? Um, to, to, to make sure you're doing the right thing in a season. Diligent. Uh, diligent. Yeah. Um, so I want to pray for everyone and we can close out the episode. 
So, Father God, I pray in this moment for every person who's listening and even for ourselves who are in the room today. And I declare in the name of Jesus that whatever season that we are in, whatever cycle that we're in, my God, that we would receive revelation and confirmation, my God, from you, from you, Holy Spirit, on how we're going to walk in this season, walk, my God, to break free from cycles. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that whatever revelation we need, whatever lesson that needs to be taught, Whatever, whatever revelation that we need, whatever lesson that needs to be taught to us, my God, that we begin to receive and capture it, Lord. I pray, my God, that if it's time for us to move into the next season, that we also begin to perceive, my God, the blessings that you're opening doors, that you're opening, my God, so that we can step into our new season. Father, I declare in the name of Jesus that you would begin to stir in the hearts of every person who is listening a conviction, my God, as a warrior to cancel the works of the devil inside of their lives, to keep them in cycles, Lord, they begin to lift up a prayer, my God, of intercession of warfare, Lord, to uh, battle, my God, and to fight, my God, tooth and nail to move forward in what is your plan and your purpose. I pray for those who are inside of seasons of deserts, my God, that they would rely on you as their provider, those who are seasons of prosperity, my God, that their heart would be tested, my God, and that they would be proven true and faithful to you. I pray and I ask, my God, in Jesus' name, that they, people who are listening, my God, would even get connected to leaders who would help them walk inside of the purpose, walk inside of the calling of this season, my God, inside of their lives. I declare in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of God, that where they are, that you would reach them, Lord, and they begin to speak to their hearts, Lord, lead them in the prayers of their life in this moment. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 These talks will be ready for your ears to hear every Tuesday morning on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or prayer petitions, you can reach us at our social media, realfaith.realtalks on Facebook and Instagram.